Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world. It's pretty fucking cool, right? Who all bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. And this week's episode is no different. It is a good one. It is special. We have a great conversation. I'm pleased to introduce you, if you do not already know my friend, Mr. Tommy Lee, Appalachian Brewing Company, SirTomFoolery.com, Brother Lee Love, and the number one on Instagram. We'll hook that up for you. If you're, you know, just, just check us out on Insta and we'll find that for you. Brother Lee, L-E-E, Love, all you need is, and then... The literal number one, so brotherly love one. So check that out. You can see all of his work. You can follow along with his his mission, his adventure, and it's just a great conversation. And we caught up with you know Tommy. He was on the on the road. He's driving, and we're just just vibing, just talking about life, talking about how things are, talking about his art. You got to go to his website and check it out. You can see some of these huge murals. We we're really drawn to them early on. And been following along for a while. We were really psyched to be able to make this work. I don't know if folks use that word psyched anymore. Hyped, pumped, excited, interested. I don't know. Whatever. But it doesn't take away from the point that he's an incredible artist. And he's a person. When you meet people and you know they're full of life. I've never met Tommy. We've only spoken on the phone twice. And you, he, just, there's a, he just radiates positivity. He's full of life. You also know that you're hanging out with Tommy. I can only imagine when we do hang out that, you know, shenanigans will, you know, will happen and will end up in some crazy story, you know, or some crazy town. Who knows? But he's just a genuinely good person, and I'm really excited to be able to, you know, have this opportunity to share this interview with you to initiate some discussions that are, you know, new or maybe get people thinking differently. And it's just really, uh, it's a really positive one. So we're really just blessed to have all these Great people in our lives, 85 episodes, Ochenta y Cinco, and it's just wonderful. It's really just a great opportunity to learn, to follow along, and like I said, his work is incredible. We first learned to Tommy, you know, we follow along. I'm pretty sure it's through one of his murals, but I don't want to spoil which one that I'm a you know big fanboy of. You know, we'll, we'll get into that. But we started following along, and it was just been really a great experience. And so he sent me this video, and it's kind of like a, almost like a Tommy Lee documentary, and it's it's killer. It just shows kind of the the follow along, the the life and adventures of you know Mr. Tommy Lee, Sir Tom Fuller himself, and it's just uh, it's just perfect. So that's our kind of preview for this week's episode. You know, get some administrative stuff out of the way. One six ozcanvas.com is the website. Tic-tac-toe, hashtag, pound sign, 16OZCanvas. Tag us and we will find you. It's that simple, folks. It is already November. It is crazy. We're meeting some wonderful people. We're almost finished with uh, lining up the artists for Season 9, our ninth 12-pack, and it's mind-blowing. That'll get us over the 100-episode mark. We've got some other milestones coming up. I know you're excited, you know, on the 18th of the month. You know, you're wondering what to get me. It's cool. You know, reach out. Let me know. You know, beer, stickers, just an, a nice note is welcome. Hey, if you want to give me a cool birthday gift, head on over to iTunes, 
Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is you, you get your podcast on, just click the five stars. Leave us a review. I keep asking, but if you look at the last reviews, not since 2017. Nothing personal, but, you know, got a lot of folks who say they're listening. Going to help out. Would really appreciate it. This old man's turning 40, and he would appreciate the love. So with that also said, you might notice the ridiculous post I put up. I apologize, but it's Movember and decided I had probably the best beard I've ever had. I was pretty in love with it. But I decided I would, A, shave my face to see what I look like, and B, you know, I think it's a good cause. So wanted to be a part of that. Um, I'm probably going to regret it in about a couple of days when I, when I look like, you know, I've been on a bender for a few days with the, the awkward scruff and, the, and what have you, but there is faith, and we will bring back the, the kick-ass beard before the end of the year. So I just want to thank everybody once again. Now let's get at it. Episode number 85, Ochenta y Cinco, with my man, my new friend, proud to call him that, amazing artist, amazing person, amazing spirit, Mr. Tommy Lee, Appalachian Brewing company right here on the 16 ounce canvas get at it hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast i'm very excited to have with us mr tommy lee tommy's joining us from the open road which is perfect we were just talking about it you don't get much time to enjoy life on the road so it's always nice Uh, we came to learn tommy through the work that he does with appalachian mountain brewery but uh, if, you're, yeah. if you're, you're following along at home, I recommend you check out SirTomFoolery.com, see some of his work there, and then kind of follow along with the journey. Brother Lee Love, the number one on Instagram. As I'm, <laughs> from, I'm from Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, so it just kind of ties it all together, and we're really just uh, there you go. really excited to have you hey. be a part of this, Tommy. Yeah, man, I appreciate the invite. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely been following you know, your work on, on the interweb. And I'm very impressed. And you know, having the opportunity to come on the show is uh, it's really cool. It's, uh, so I, I guess what I would start here is uh, just my work in general uh, as an artist. Uh, you know, I, I actually did not even go to school for graphic design. I went to school for uh, for painting uh, down in Miami, which you know where I was born. And uh, you know, all throughout my high school years. That was my main focal point, which was really to kind of get my chops and understanding about uh, the, about fine arts painting. And that transitioned into uh, more design work. But I still do I still do both. Um, and, you know, just uh, transitioned from Miami, uh, New York School of the Arts, to Atlanta. Got a partial scholarship to attend uh, Atlanta College of Art. And did that for a couple years. And then, uh, you know, just made a decision from that point of what else, what else, what I want, what else did I want to do in life other than the art? And it was a blank canvas. I, I couldn't think of anything else. So from that point, I decided, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this, uh, this vision and this passion. And it, more than me pursuing it, it changed me, you know? I don't know if you ever had that type of um, uh, draw something that you that you love and sort of couldn't do it out um and it and it chased me around and it and that became my lane so fast forward to um uh, my transition to boom i kept doing my art and kept refining what uh what i feel like is my sort of mission in life and this statement which is to 
really create uh, beautiful things, and or at least create something, things to substance that are, that can cause a conversation or ignite a conversation, and uh, ended up meeting some really awesome, awesome cats uh, at uh, Appalachian Mouth Brewery. You know, uh, Nathan and Chris and Sean, and we sort of created this. Uh, you know, I don't know. It became a family unit after a while. And, uh, and then the marriage between myself and Appalachian Mouth Brewery started around 2014, and we've just been, um, you know, making that blossom since. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just you summarized your whole life in like a two minutes. So we're gonna go. We're gonna deep dive back in there because it's a it's a good story, folks. Um, yeah. And I think that one of the things, <laughs> yeah, one of the things I've really drawn with you, Tommy, is just your energy and like you said about making things that sparks conversation. And you know, we like to think of the power of art and how it helps make the world a better place. And I think that that's, you know, you meet a lot of people and I've been blessed and this, you know, we're, this will be in the mid eighties. I'm not sure what number will be here, but you know, I've been blessed to meet a a bunch of wonderful people from around the world. And I have never spoken to you before, but from your video and from what you're doing and you know, your pieces, you know, I felt an energy that I wanted to connect with. And, you know, so I'm really just, I really think that, you know, there's, you're just true to who you are. and, And I love that. And I love that, you know, you try to, you know, make the folks around you, you know, you just, you're, you're full of life and energy and, you know, the importance of your family. Yeah. So, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I feel it. I'm feeling it a lot. So I really appreciate it. Well, diving deep, a little bit deeper into that, man, I, I'm a wild child. I'm, I'm a, I'm a freaking bull in the China, uh, the China cabinet for the most part when it comes to my, my energy. And I think that was one of the things that I really, um, I'm really blessed to have an outlet with uh, my art and design because, man, bouncing off the walls is like my natural instinct. But uh, having a filter and having some type of focal point, that's, that's where that meditation comes into place. And seeing how complex, but also, um, I don't know, man, this, this life has so many things to, to make curious and excited. And I think everybody just wants to make sense of the, the, the scene in front of them. They want to make sense of why they're doing something. They want to make sense of the people around because um, it, has, it has to have a purpose connected to it, with, uh, which is the way I see it when it comes to art. So I think everybody shares that type of craving, and you need some type of mechanism and some type of instrument to at least make sense of something in front of you. And for me, art does that. And this, this world is it's freaking crazy sometimes. But it's also it's also beautiful, and um, I, I at no point in time do I want to allow adulting, at least the parts of adulting that can kind of um, make us a little tired and exhausted with the day to day, start to divide uh, define the way that I see life because it is very it's very beautiful and complex, um, and it's and it's colorful and it's not something to run away from run it's something to run towards, but you. You feel more comfortable running towards it if you have the right tools. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's sort of that's sort of where I am with um with the reasoning for the art and the yeah search on foolery. Uh, that's you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, you like I don't. I, yeah, I'm just gonna let this mic run, bro. You're just gonna. You're a great guest, so I'm just yeah. You're making my All life right, easier. Well, you just go. It's the, <laughs> you're listening to the well, Tommy Lee it. show. This is brought to you by, yeah, Tommy Lee. All Tommy all the time. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, uh, yeah, Tommy Lee. That's my foolery. So, 
once I got into the space where I I realized, okay, I'm gonna be this is gonna be my um my expose uh into life. This is gonna be my pen name, this is gonna be my part of my identity. It needed a name. And when I say it needed a name, uh I'm very well aware that I and most artists, but especially for myself, I have an ego, I have a huge ego. And and I'm not afraid of of, of my ego. But what I realized along the way is that somebody was gonna have to control the ship. Somebody was gonna have to be the captain and co pilot. Um and I think for most people recognizing that that ego needs uh it needs a playground. It's like a little kid that needs a playground. If it doesn't have a playground to run and dance on, it's gonna tear up your house. Just just like a little you know, a little kid is. It just adds too much energy. So um, I needed to give that kid an identity, and I needed to give that kid recognition that he exists, that exists. And that became Search on Foolery. And my um, my work and my goal has been uh, to make sure that that kid had a, had as much attention as it needs, to, because it's not going anywhere. Y'all, the ego in that part of our consciousness is not going to go anywhere. So it needs to be recognized that it needs to have an outlet. Um, so it's like, Okay, let's make a pact. I don't deserve I don't deserve uh, your day to day, and you don't deserve you don't deserve my day to day. But we can coexist within the same plane, same body. You can sign all the artwork. You can have all the accolades. You can have all the pat on the back. Um, all the job well done, and uh, and all the criticism too that comes along with it. And um, as long as we can respect who's there the ship. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes, most of the times I'm staying in the ship, sometimes we, we're staying in the ship. But that, that curious, adventurous, uh, kid is, is, uh, definitely there. And he's definitely alive and, uh, and, and, and ready to, uh, <laughs> and ready to funk something out. Now, that third home foolery, the, the third is described as, um, uh, that's a description that you would give to a nobility or someone higher society. Act obviously, Tom is in the middle, and foolery is described as a childlike utterance. And so that is on purpose that I am in between both of those. And it's not necessarily a civil war. It's, um, it's um, being a moderator in the middle of both of those. And it might, it might sound like a, a Gemini, Speaking, but uh, but I'm 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 satisfied with that. And so we create we create art together, and life together, and have fun together, and get in a lot of mischief together. I, I like it, man. Yeah, it says uh, good description. It says visual art, cultural influencer, and love child. So it's like yeah, the duality of uh, Mr. Tommy Lee. It's probably more 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 deep and multifaceted than that. But I, I that's I like that explanation. It's really I, I didn't pick up on that. I just you know, Tom Foolery is, you know, it's good hijinks, fun, you know. So talking about the boy in the China <laughs> shop and the kid, I got, yeah, I got a, I got two young boys. So, yeah, I, I completely understand about the, the craziness of the children and just trying to get them outside where there's less damage that can be done. So, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think, and I think if you look at a lot of your art, I think that it uses the, some of the imagery or the warmth of, you know, kind of, uh, 
for lack of a better word, like childish or things that you remember from you know growing up, but yet you really speak on a, a real powerful message. So I think that you use that to probably draw people in. But then when you really look at what you're trying to say with your art, it's much bigger than just you know uh, an, an an iconic image or you know a playoff of yeah. a famous thing. You know the the, yeah. the the power of you know the the peanuts with the Woodstocks you know stuff and you know your 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 Tom and Jerry and you know even. Even your, uh, you know, burn the Trump card, right? You know, kind of has you look at it oh, and, you see, yeah. and you see it as like, okay, okay, oh wow, it's a big, uh, you know, playing card. Then you really kind of look in there and the intricacies mm -hmm. of, the, of the pieces, and you know, you're speaking about, you know, gun violence or you know what have you. It just, yeah, it's really that's really what it's drawn me to. It. It's it it really allows your 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 two your yin and your yang, so to speak, to kind of really play through in that. And I think that it's a really uh, it's a really powerful way to bring your art to life. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a, um, it, it is, I'll use it as a mechanism definitely to, to draw people in. I mean, naturally, I'm, I'm attracted to bright and bold colors, um, just, just in general. And yeah, I mean, when you have, when you have a message that you really want to get across, I think sometimes it's really, um, it's really hard for artists to come across not being too, to come across not as preachy. You know, I, I'm, I'm not starving for somebody to see the world in the way that I see the world. But at the same time, I do want to invite them into the conversation and not force them into the conversation, you know? So if you make if people eat with their eyes first, that's just, that's just in general, whether it's, you know, artwork, whether it's design work, whether it's, you know, whatever, people eat with their eyes first. That's what draws them in. And so once they, once they get to the table, you've got to have something of substance and something of nutrition to, to, for, for people to, to be able to consume. Now, out of those conversations, whether it's Bernard Trump card, which is, um, that's definitely one of my babies right there. That is my, that, that, that's it, at the, the front of the class because um, when you're talking about something politically and what's going on in this country, you, if you, you want to make a statement about it but at the same time, you don't want to turn people off because what's the use of making a statement and trying to get people to share in the conversation if if you're going to be so, I don't know, man, if you're going to be so callous and crass as to turn them off. And so mm -hmm. that's the whole goal. It's like, okay, let's, let's sit at the table. Let's all sit at the round table and have this conversation because this conversation affects everybody now. It affects everybody differently, but when you're talking about um, political, Things politically and things environmentally, yeah, these these are things that equally are going to affect all of us. And you know, regardless of our opposition on that, we people have to acknowledge that these conversations need to happen. It's not even about a choice that uh, we need to happen. So yeah, I use that platform to speak on everything politically or socially or environmentally uh, or you know even. You know, even just for my own sake, a lot of it is self-portrait without using my face in different ways of stuff that, I'm, that I've been going through and, and trying to mature into. Um, so, yeah, I use it as therapy, and I use it as a, a sounding board, and, uh, you know, and it's still developing, uh, you know. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still experimenting, and I'm still developing. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, like, yeah, you said to get the conversation going. I think that's one of the harder parts of the, our current climate right now is just having that conversation because people know that where they fall on the spectrum. 
and not wanting to kind of yep. come come together and agree to disagree. You know, you know, I welcome I welcome discourse. I welcome civil discourse. I welcome people who disagree with me. They're able to express their views. You know, without having to get down and dirty and you know cuss and you know call names. You know, I I, I mean all day. So if you're listening, we don't okay. agree. We don't agree. Hit me up. I, I don't care if you don't agree. But like, just just use your words. Use your mind. Tell me why you don't agree. Don't exactly. just tell. And that's where I'm at. And like, we might meet in the middle. You know, I, I don't like to think that my my mind is set in concrete. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to evolve every day. I'm a father. I'm trying to impact my community. If I'm if if it's one size fits all all day, then then that's then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, it's impossible to expand your your worldview if you don't get outside of your comfort zone and. You know, and, and sometimes I, I think I even purposely get outside of my comfort zone or, you know, I might self-sabotage a situation, um, maybe maybe not on purpose, but maybe subconsciously self-sabotage a situation in order to get out of that, that comfort zone because there is an urge to grow. And I feel like you having two kids, um, that, that that responsibility, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, I would just assume that this, that this force that you uh, warning is to help in the aid to push the culture forward. And I, I mean, I could be right or wrong about that, but it's it's the it's the aid we're pushing the culture forward, right? Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. I mean, it's a, I mean, I take the responsibility seriously and realize that you know, I, maybe I bite my tongue and you know don't you know or think about something differently or word it differently or make sure, put them in a situation that is maybe you know maybe they weren't thinking about i mean they're little but i mean i think now is laying the foundation for how they see things and having empathy and understanding for other people so it's a uh, it's something yeah, I, yeah it's something I, I think about all the time yeah well so so when it comes to pushing the culture forward everybody who chooses to has a certain responsibility to do it um and also knowing that hey i'm not doing this by myself that's an that's an entire illusion of people who are dedicated to some type of forward movement we, we all don't know what the big picture is, but everybody who chooses to pick up that baton has some type of tool in their tool belt, some type of talent, some type of tool in their tool belt um, to, to help push that forward. And, and, I, and I think that when it comes to any type of uh, art or creative pursuit, uh, the, the focus being on the career and the money part and the fame part and what comes along with it, it gets emphasized so much that um, people sometimes forget that they have a social responsibility also attached to what they're putting out there. Because it does, it forms, this visual helps form people's opinion about themselves, about the world around them. And so I, I, I'm not in some disillusion that if, if I put enough flowers and beautiful colors and all these things, that's going to make the world better. No, that's just the invitation part. The, the stuff that's in it is saying, hey, look, look at the, what's going on. Look at yourself, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's, whether it's politics, um, whether it's like, for example, the real Charlie Brown series. Um, that's also, that was on purpose of, hey, this, the, the world, which is full of brown and black people, who are on a day-to-day basis put in a position to have to subjugate and fail their um, their resources and their time and their energy and talent at the lowest possible cost, so that so that the, the people in the 
empire, I'll call it, to, can can have the the most profit. And I'm gonna, and I'm one of those people. I, so I want to speak on it. But if I'm so preachy at you that you're the you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem, then people not only do they do they not want to hear that, but they can't identify with that because the reality of it is not one person's problem. This is not one person who is. Uh, the cause of one culture or people that's the cause of what's going on as well. Everybody is a participant. Everybody's a willing participant and, and what's going on here. So it's like, okay, let's be real about that and let's have this conversation about that because sweeping it under the rug, it's not going to help anybody uh, have any type of healing, any type of understanding about it. Uh, so, yeah, put your balls on the table and let's figure this out. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, we could, I, we could talk on this all day. I mean, I completely agree. I think to be able to look at your own situation, realize, you know, look at my situation, look at my privilege and what I have that others don't, and to be able to be self-aware of that, it doesn't knock down what you've accomplished, but it also, to have understanding for somebody else and look at it as, you know, I mean, everyone's trying to accrue all this, accrue all this, but it's like, you know, there's people around you, you know, and it's just, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, to, to look at others and not, think of yourself first is something that a lot of people can't really do. Uh, my man, that is the cornerstone of humility. And I'll be the first to say uh, I can I can take a summer class in, in that uh, to choose that humility space. But yeah, that, that humility that we give when we stop for a second and we say, okay, a big part of the reason that I have all the privilege that I have, like for you, it might be um, white privilege, it might be male privilege. For me, for sure, it is male privilege. Um, and and, and uh, probably a thousand other privileges, American privilege, um, all these other privileges that you take for granted because you, you expect them and you think that, oh, this is my God-given right and part of my makeup. But without stopping to think that, man, that's a lot of people who have to sacrifice a whole lot in order for me to be here. And so, and then, so how am I going to use that privilege? And the best way we can use that privilege uh, is to speak out because for whatever reason in society, the, the media and the power that be, they will listen to a male more than they listen to a, a female's words for, um, all, for just about anything. And then on top of that, they will listen to a, a white male's words, um, you know, just, you know, to the top tier. So it's like, how do we use our power and influence in our position to do what? You got to. You got to do something with it. <laughs> you got to do something with it. Right. Yeah, I think it's one thing to realize it, but then it's like you sit on it. You know, it's like, oh, what was it, the cure for polio, right? I mean, they, he knew that he he probably would have been, you know, the, one of the richest men of his time. I mean, if it's not polio, I apologize, but and he decided to make that commonly available to everybody because he knew that was for the greater good. I mean, it's just there's so many. there's there, People make, you make an active choice in all, everything you do. And I think just yep. to look at others in your situation, it doesn't it doesn't disqualify. Or I think that's a hard thing people have is saying, well, if I have this privilege, uh -huh. that maybe it, then it's a way cheapening what I did. No, if you work hard, you work hard. But if you know, I'm again, we're not a political podcast, but I can't get off this right now, and I just, this is too important to talk about. You know, I'm a straight white male. Like I, you know, I, I didn't do anything to deserve that. I mean, it's just my lineage and my family. And so I have way more privilege than, than most do for no, for no 
earned reason and that's just the reality if you don't agree with it yeah. then that's cool but like i'm yeah. not saying you i'm just saying like the listeners if you don't realize that then maybe you'll think about it and that, that'll be a, they make this episode a positive but there's just things that you have to realize that they are it doesn't mean that you're any less or worse of a person and i think that that's you know having that conversation it might be awkward you might be uncomfortable but that's that's cool are back yep you're still here this is still the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast you're listening to episode number 85 ochenta y cinco featuring the one and only often imitated but never duplicated the man himself mr tommy lee sir tom just a great episode i hope you're vibing it i hope you're digging it really enjoyed speaking you know with tommy Really getting his story, how he got into it, what are you trying to get out of it or put out there into the universe. And it's just uh, it's just an honest, warm conversation. And it's just getting started. It's really cool. Pretty soon we'll be talking about um, the work he does with Appalachian. Their story is really great. Learned a lot about them, you know, in addition to what I'd read from Tommy, what their mission is, what they're trying to do, how they're trying to make an impact. And it really just brings everything, you know, full circle and is uh, perfectly fitting that he's a part of that. This week, we have a special additional uh, piece of the podcast. We'll be featuring Heidi Geist. Uh, we're going to get an update from her as part of her 48 Beer Project, see where she is in the world, and we'll be you know, bringing those to you every you know, week or two. So it's kind of a where in the world is Carmen San Diego meets art meets Heidi meets craft beer. And you know, Heidi's one of our first, you know, first guests we had here, episode 11. So she's part of the original 12-pack and it's just really nice to, to follow and support. And I think it's a really nice episode to do that with. You know, Tommy's, you know, we caught Tommy for this episode. He was traveling. He was you know, on the road. Really cool you know, piece of uh, radio magic happens in this next segment. No pressure. And so it just really ties everything together. So we're just going to get right back into it. There's no need for, for me to chat when we got such good guests and info and conversations to share with you. So let's just... Let's just get right back into it. This is episode number 85, Mr. Tommy Lee, Appalachian Brewing Company, SirTomFoolery.com. And if you're following him on Instagram, well, if you're following him on Instagram, you'd already know his handle. But it's Brother Lee, L-E-E, Love, and then the number one. So Brotherly Love, like my hometown of Philadelphia, the city of it, but he's the man of it. Brother Lee, Love, the number one. Right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Oh, man. Let, well, let me add this to the, the conversation for the listeners, just to be very, very clear about my position. So I think the conversations that I've had before with people about this whole privilege thing, um, and, and, and there's such a stigma when people say uh, we even have a conversation about white, white privilege or male privilege, it makes people so uncomfortable because they identify with it as like, oh my God, this is something wrong. Oh, I should feel bad about it. No, man, do not feel bad about your privilege in the world. You didn't ask people over Phoenix. You didn't be asked, you didn't ask people over skin tone. Uh, I don't know if there's a menu in heaven to what flesh soup you're going to end up in and you picked it out. If you did, then that's another thing. But it's not about feeling bad about being born 
how you how you were born and in the skin you were born in. It's about taking that privilege and figuring out how to help elevate the, the, the people and persons around you and, and just like we were talking about earlier, to stay humble um, as much as you can and not taking that for granted. Just just recognize just a day to day recognition of like, okay, I can do something with this um, privilege and this and this title. And, and to not feel and not to be or feel entitled. And it's, it, it is a difficult thing sometimes because, yeah, I mean, with the, with the male privilege, it's, it's easy sometimes to take that for granted. Even something as simple, simple as being able to run into the woods and take a pee real quick and run back out. <laughs> I guess it's, some, some things are just easier. And, and, um, but at the same time, we're all, we're all equal as much as we want to see ourselves. With each other, we are all everybody the same Amen to that, right? All the freaky people make the beauty of the world. So I, I agree, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Well, well, I, I thank you, time for for allowing us to go down that path. I just think it's really, I think that we'd be doing a major disservice to you and your art if we didn't speak about it. Um, you know, I'm on your website now, and the images are, just, you know, they're flashing through, and it just kind of, you know, I just it, they're moving. You know the the gun with the the flowers coming through is just you know yeah it's just yeah it's, it's just really yeah I mean it really makes you stop and think you know it's really you know it's just really uh, so you're 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 doing you're doing yours and I'm glad to be able to you know share that with you yeah man uh, definitely and and again I definitely appreciate the time it's been a it's been a little while since I've gotten a chance to even get go back into you know my uh, my portfolio my own works and and sit and meditate on these things but. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, to, it's fun. It's fun to dive in. So, so let's. But like, let's get in the early days. Like, how did how did you know that like art was your was your thing? Like, was that was that like in high school? Were you just drawing all the time? Like, what 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 was that like moment where you realized like this is in my soul and I need to do this? Um, uh, you know what? It, it came in increments. You know, it, it definitely came in increments. I think in high school, um, well, in elementary school, the my art teacher, Miss Rose, and there's a few people that stand out. Miss Rose is one of them um, because it's these people that believe in you. And you, when you don't even know what you kind of have at your disposal, but they see, they see that talent. Miss Rose um, in Lullum Elementary School was the art teacher there, and she saw the talent early. And in my mind, I was just sketching and doodling, you know, just how kids do. And uh, she actually had me placed in an extra art class so I had art back to back. I don't know if I, if I was taking out, P, in, out of PE in order to do two art classes, but I did. I had two art classes. And I remember she had me to um, make a birthday card for the principal of our school. And I made this birthday card for the principal. <laughs> and, you know, when you get sent to the principal's office, yeah. you automatically assume, like, uh, yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's over. The jig is up. It's over. And so I, she, she told me to take that card down to the principal's office, and I did. And just seeing the look on her face, this uh, our, our principal, and having that type of, I don't know, just that proud moment of like, oh man, you did something, you did something right, and you did it with your, you know, your your talent and your mind. So I think that probably anchored. For me as a young kid how good it felt to create something and see someone appreciate it and uh building that self-confidence and that felt great um and you know and, and so moving forward with it 
into high school and, and, and middle school, actually. There was a middle school program, uh, a magnet arts program in South Miami, which is where I was born, South Miami Middle School. And it was another magnet program. And then I applied for the high school downtown, New York School of the Arts, with a portfolio review, and got into that program. So it was, uh, you know, it was uh, years and years of putting in time and energy. And for me, it was just playtime. I was like, man, you mean I get a chance to just sit here and make art and projects? Uh, not, not realizing I was kind of carving a niche into my future. But yeah, just having just having teachers and parents, you know, along the way, and uncles and aunts along the way that they didn't let me, they didn't let me concentrate on anything else. Um, once they saw that I was really, I had a talent at this, they wanted to give me other options other than basketball and rapping. I guess how dare them? Yeah, oh yeah, you do have a. I, I was saying before, there's a there's a great video of Tommy and it. The support and love, you know, from your community, especially your family, it's just, you know, it's uh, it's wonderful. So I can totally, I can see where, you know, they were inspiring and they were, you know, pushing you. You do have a, you do have a pretty good flow though. You drop some, you drop some, uh, some. Oh, ru- ru- I'll yeah, get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll get, I'll get busy on the mic every now and again. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll definitely get busy when I'm when I'm feeling froggy. I'll I'll leap a little bit on the mic for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, but as far as the, the artwork, you know, it's a combination of growing up in a um in South Miami and a lot a lot of people have these stories that they come to the table which was like, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up in the hood, I grew up in the projects and there's a reason why I'm so uh I'm, I'm so hard and, and, and tough and almost uh using using that path and that path in different ways, um I feel like I have two, but I'm so I feel so blessed to be that that I came. I was born into that situation, born out of it. Like, yeah, that's some that's some sticky stuff. That's some that's some hard stuff and some uh, heavy family um, addictions and patterns and things that came out of that. But the other thing that came out of that is tenacity. I would not have had the amount of um, willpower and tenacity to grow and change had I not had to do a lot of it. I have not had to earn a lot of it, and so I'm I'm proud of that. It's, it's really hard to take uh, it's really hard to take for granted a troop of paint when you had to really dig through the garbage can and, and art, <laughs> in your art class when uh, you know at the end of class to really get the, the supplies you needed. And you you do you become you become creative in how you problem solve because when you don't have all the the tools and you can't swipe a credit card and ask mommy and daddy for everything you think you need, you become really creative in how to, how to problem solve and get things done. And, uh, I think a lot of that got me here today. So, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for, for that entire background. Uh, and yeah, the perspective growing up in the church and I was always the, <laughs> I was always the, the kid that questioned everything in church. I'm like, you mean to tell me that Noah, build a ship big enough to have two of every animal in the world. I mean, chimpanzee and ants. Uh, and so, I, you know, I was, I was a kid that questioned everything. And, and still to this day, I do. I have my faith. And, you know, I, and, and that faith is still, it's fluid. Um, some things stick one year, some things don't, but I still have a belief in the faith. And, yeah, 
and it comes out in my art, like filling with kindness. It's a, it's a freaking gun with a bouquet of flowers coming out of it. And um, I know what it means to me, but that, that idea of that same amount of energy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a big shot. You know, at the uh, racetrack? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I just, I just pulled it over for a second. So I can yeah. kind of take a little break and talk to you a little bit. But, yeah, that, that, that same amount of energy and power that goes into taking life in general, whether it's the human life or animal or environment. Um, you know, so it takes it takes an equal amount of energy and time to uh, energy and power to give life, and um, and I think that's a duality sometimes that we live in that that fork in the road, life or death, um, dark or light. And sometimes they they just coexist. They're just two sides of the same coin for the most part, in in my mind. But we get a chance to taste a little bit of both of them, and that's what that's what that piece specifically kind of means to me. Hold up, one second. Somebody is pulling over that switch. Excuse me. Oh, you 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 are a awesome Samaritan. No, I'm actually just taking a little break and having a phone chat right here. But thank you for checking in. Times are too hard. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, you have an amazing day. Yeah, I will be safe. Thank you. You too. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. Some, uh, some woman with her child in the backseat, she just pulled over and asked me if I needed a ride anywhere. Young black man was the the road with a U-Haul. See, that is the part of people in America that... Why, like, why isn't that concentrated on and put out into the media, into the world? And let's think about it. It never will. So we have to. We have gonna, to. Yeah, we're going to keep that in. We're not going to edit that out. We're going to keep that in. So, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> we have to. I'm so, I'm so happy that that moment happened while I was just, like, while we're having this interview. That is freaking perfect. <laughs> yeah. Good on See, that. So, like, so to, ask, to, to answer your question, with the, the, the energy and the lust for life that I have, it's because I, I have all of the, the, the angels and the powers and the fairies and the gods and the elves and trolls, they, they, they chase my ass on a day-to-day basis with situations like that. So they, those, those things are not forgotten on me. People. People actually care. So I can't become callous and an asshole and in and, and self-preservation mode when it comes to sharing myself or sharing the art that I have or the, or the perspective or wisdom or the things because it's not for me to covet. This is, people just want to, people want to connect and people want to be there for each other. Um, and we just got to, we have, we have a world and a system sometimes that makes people afraid to do that when we don't have to be so that's the perfect example it's a beautiful example yeah it was like oh you need to ride somewhere yeah that's i mean yeah that's just a great yeah good good yeah it's kind of you could I mean you couldn't have planned that i mean if you planned that then you're then you're then you're a genius actually, but, yeah actually i did plan it i did for 30 dollars and i said yeah, hey, yeah. pull up behind me in about 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> No, man, that was uh, that was all the universe right there, buddy. Yeah, and I think, yeah, because you're saying, right, you, you you know, your story, I think, I don't know, I just like to believe that we're continually evolving and our story is changing how we see things. And, you know, what you're, what you're doing, 
you were somebody that I we needed to get behind that megaphone and you know we can argue you know we have people that listen so we're getting your message out and how you see things and your art is telling a story and I, yeah just how you see things you're impacting your community uh, locally and at large just by being true to yourself and you know taking those experiences and you know kind of jotting them down with with, with, your, with your paintbrush and so it's it's just it's wonderful. Yeah, man, it's 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 fun. It's 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 beyond fun, man. It's it's such a journey. It's such a, a weird roller coaster ride. But the 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 biggest thing that I'm learning as I'm really walking into this more and more is the other side of being the fear of being vulnerable. And the fear of being vulnerable has really, you know, been at the, the forefront of my most recent lessons, you know. You know, I, I put myself in so many great situations and so many, you know, not so great situations with the people I love and the people who you know, trust me and love me and cherish me. And they hold me at uh, a high standard of expectation because I generally hold myself at a high standard of expectation. Uh, but these lessons, they come swift and they come fast and they come hard sometimes. And, you know, having to really like this, this is my season of, owning all of the the accolades and also also all the bullshit that that I've um, cultivated in this world and and that's humbling too you know seeing myself as seeing like you're allowed to make mistakes you are allowed to make mistakes and you are allowed to learn from uh, those mistakes and not forget even when you have a have a moment of being not so perfect uh, to remember yeah you're, you're human you're allowed to make mistakes but also you are allowed to tone, and you are allowed to forgive yourself. And, as, and this is for all the, all the listeners, everybody out there listening. You know, there's going to be moments in time, and there's going to be places or situations that you, you are not your higher self in that particular moment. Um, but also remember those things about you that, that excite you, those things are about you that are really great and wonderful, and you are a balance of both. And it's just about who's going to steer the ship. So, you know, yeah. So, because you, you look, you are in the cast of millions of people, and it's called humans. And you're going to evolve past it, and you're going to grow past it, and you're going to learn past it, and you're more. And you know, kind of um, take get off the high horse a little bit and say, you know what, I, I, I and become eye to eye with the people around you. And I think that's what this this whole life thing is about, and the pursuit of creativity and art of saying like, you can't speak to people if you feel in any way, shape, or form you're above them. You have to be eye to eye. And as soon as you start to let that ego drift and let that ego take over fame, the universe will find a way to put you back eye level with people, and it's a okay, and it's all gonna be fine, and it's all gonna be good. This is brotherly love telling you that from the heart. Yes. all going to be fine and you are perfectly who you are so don't run from them amen now we we be doing a we be doing a little injustice to the the a and b the a and b uh appalachian mountain brewery folks Where, yeah. how, how did you uh how did you come to connect with, with, with you know with uh the, the team over there 2012 i was doing design work around town in boone uh for some people and I ended up doing uh, some design work for the uh, for the High Country Beer Festival 2012 and 2013, and I believe it was 2012 um, where I met 
the the brewers, the head brewers uh, from Appalachian Gum Brewery, Nate and Chris. Uh, shortly after that, Nate and Chris and I met with uh, together at the brewery with Sean and. I don't know, man. I knew from I knew from that moment that I wanted to be a part of what was being built there. Uh, it was it was heartfelt. I felt like it was super genuine. I felt like I can I can respect as an artist the the art that goes into craft beer, and those guys are super hungry. They're super creative um, with how they go about brewing beer, and and not only that, the the, the culture uh, around the beer the, uh, and and the, the culture that the brewery had in mind, which was let's create a mechanism through which we can use this beer as a watering hole for the community to meet and come together and talk about things that are going on in this community that we can affect uh, and also use proceeds from the beer to give back to those organizations that are doing things. And I, I felt like as far as stewardship is concerned, it's like, wait a minute, you mean I can do some, I can be creative and make designs for beer cans and then also those uh, that gives back to the community. It's a win-win. And um, I walked into the meeting already knowing I wanted a long-term relationship with them. And, um, you know, I sat down with Sean and then Chris, and I <laughs> I basically made the, the position myself. I looked at Sean, and I stood up and put my hand out and shook his hand. I said, nice to meet you. I'm Tommy Lee. I'm your new creative director. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at each other like, wait, what? I said, and it's like, okay, all right then. I said, well, listen, I don't, I don't expect to get anything I don't earn, so I'll give you a year of my time a salary to earn this position. And if I don't earn it, um, I will find somebody who can do this, do this job just as well as I can um, on the design end. But I want to be a part of this, and we have been rocking and rolling since. And we have a, we have a pact in between us, and it's, it's a fun little pact. And um, whatever you, the, the other creative people in the brewery works well for us, but it's, um, it's trademarks. So I don't get too crazy with this, but it's called Art on the Inside, Art on the Outside. And so it's sort of our challenge and our you do what you need to do to make the product inside kick ass. I'm going to do the, what I, what I do on my end to make that, that exterior kick ass. So, bring people to school uh, and, and, and attract them, your job is to keep them there and make them um, and give them a reason to come back. So our pack is art on the inside and art on the outside. So, yeah, yeah. and, kind and of, it's been yeah. working out well. Yeah, right. That's the foundation of our project is we hope that the, uh, we you know, we hope that the beer tastes as good as it looks. <laughs> I mean, I don't think yeah. that, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't always hold true, but that's why. That's why we don't drink. If we haven't had the beer yet, we don't drink it until we have to re, uh, do the interview. So we don't. If we don't like the beer, it's not the artist's fault. No offense, brewers, but <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's 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 actually true. Yeah, if, it's, if the beer doesn't taste good, it's definitely not the artist's fault. But yeah, it's uh, and that's a metaphor for life. You know, you keep people accountable not by chastising or by not by like oh, this is over. You keep people accountable by keeping them encouraged, and uh, you can you can taste when people are having fun. You can see. Uh, when people are having fun, whether it's well, whatever job they do, I can hear voice have these conversations. I can hear that you really enjoy what you do. It doesn't feel like it doesn't sound like it feels like work. No, I love it. People are like, "What's your end game?" I'm like, "This is it. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm in." I don't. I don't. I don't think the podcasting is be paying the bills, but it's paying the the fulfillment bills, right? It keeps me. Yeah, it keeps me yeah. happy. You know, uh, 
my wife's supportive. The kids know I love it. We got to do an art show this summer. We made, you know, raise money for two charities that are really important to us. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much each week I do this, I like pinch myself and I'm like, all right. And now I've, and I have friends all over the country and the world now. I mean, I haven't been down to Carolina in a couple of years, but I know when I get down to your neck of the woods, you know, we're going to meet up and have, oh, have a beer in 3D and, you know, and so, you know, and toast and Brother, tell stories. You, you, exactly. You are invited to come down to the beach in any, at any point in time you want to, man. I'm yeah. in Carolina Beach, and um, our place is literally a bike ride from the water, probably a ten minute, uh, seven to ten minute bike ride from the water. Yeah. And we are butted up against the uh, state park, so it's plenty uh. of hiking trails and and all of that fun stuff. So you invited you and the fam, I'll invite you at any yeah, time, see? man. See, there we go. That's what it's all about. I mean, now I have like a little map, and I, you know, I know when I travel, I'm like, okay, I meet people, and you know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's wonderful. And I, and I didn't know about it before I started reaching out to you, but you know, check out folks at home. We can so you can dot org. It's a yeah. It's a nonprofit, I think. They're, you know, they're well, well, foundation. That's the mechanism, yeah. That's the mechanism I was talking about. Yeah, we can for you can foundation. So, uh, you know, Sean and uh, uh, Sean, the CEO, he and the crew, and Danny, Nate, and Chris, myself, they uh, they they do really have passion. They put their money where their mouth is, and so that is the mechanism by which we use to um, fund a lot of the projects that the nonprofits have going on in the high country. Um, so yeah, when people, when people buy the beer off the tap or a portion of the can sales, it does, it goes in the we can, so you can, uh, foundation. And when countries like the, the Blue Ridge Conservancy, for example, they have building projects and, um, you know, we, we collaborated with them to where our brewers and our staff would, would go to the land and pick the blueberries, have a day of blueberry picking, uh, elderberry picking, and we'll use those those uh, ingredients to to make our blueberry saisons or our elderberry saisons or whatever the case may be. And I'll create the label, uh, you know, with the elements from their logo and you know what the beer is made for. And we use that as a fundraiser tool for for their projects. And the community comes out, they're supportive, and they become collectors' items because I think people who, by and large, people who live in the high country and around. They they really care about the place they live, and they care about the the quality of the water and the quality of the air and the you know the animal life and the the you know just environment in general. So yeah, uh, the weekend so you can foundation you know Google it or when you go to uh, amb.com. I mean I'm sorry amb.beer. Um, there's a link for the weekend so you can foundation, and you can yeah you can go on and check out a little bit more of the projects that we've done and. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really a blessing to be a part of something like that. It just it just makes it all worth it, you know. Because you, yeah. I literally, I see, you know, I see the people who are directly impacted in a positive way by what we do, and I have we we have beers with them, and we have meetings with them, and we get updates about, yeah, man, um, you know, we helped out this family or this amount of acres of land got conserved. With and you know, with the collaboration that we did with this beer, and it's just—I mean, it's like, what, what else do you really want in life other than to do what you love to do and have the people in the community around you also benefit from it? Like it's, like I said, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, we can, we can. So you can. Yeah. Dot org is the website. Proceeds yeah, from we, every 
proceeds from every purchase support the revitalization of our communities, mountains and rivers. Mountains and rivers. And, I mean, there are literally, let's see, do the quick math. There's six across, six. There's, like, over 30 different organizations that they're working with on the website. I mean, it's really powerful. Down Down to the Humane Society, Habitat for Humanity, you know, local sports teams, you know, Helping oh, you know, yeah. with children. I mean, it's a children, it, is, it is a beautiful veterans. thing. It's one thing to say, it, would, it, but I mean, it's. I would say just about every every organization in and around the high country that um, that have a significant um, job and they have a five hundred one c three and they're doing community and environmentally based stuff. We have somehow um, collaborated and funded and help, uh, to help to fund. Uh, some of those projects, even with our food truck, um, uh, Farm the Claim, we, we actively go out and collaborate with local farms and we use either their, their meat um, supplies or we use their uh, produce from their farm to make our, uh, our pizzas and our food. Like there's a, is a wood, <laughs> it's a wood stove that is inside of the food truck that's built inside of the food truck. And yeah, we make those pieces, and part of it, each piece and each proceed goes back to that farm for the next crop or their equipment or anything like that. So everything from the tap room to the can sales and bottle sales to the food truck is all designed to be a cyclical reinvestment back into the community that that invests the nut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of breweries do the spelt grains and stuff, and they bring them to. To local farms for, to feed the animals. I mean, it's yeah. It says, yeah exactly. uh, education is the key to our foundation. We support products that help the environment. I mean, education on all levels is so important. And so, you know, my wife's a uh, she's an eighth grade science teacher this year, and you know, and it's so just really yeah. I mean, we love stuff like this. And honestly, yeah, we, yeah, tell, being, her, tell her much appreciation. <laughs> yeah. The work she does, man. I'm telling you. No, I tell I tell her every day, man. I tell her every day. Yeah. I tell her every day, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm blessed. She, yeah, yeah. She's inspired me, and you know, she's been supportive of this. And you know, my this is my passion. And so, you know, we are we're talking. You know, we got some ideas of how we can take this. You know, we're gonna look into our own, you know, nonprofit and see what we can do to impact things. You know, I, I usually come up with these crazy ideas in the middle of the night, and I jot them down. And I said, "Hey, I got this idea, huh?" And she said, "Oh, I like that one." So that's like, she's kind of my springboard. She's the board of directors. You know, she's she runs the show, and so. It got past yeah. the, the first phase, and so we're gonna, you know, re- look into doing some of that stuff. So we'll keep you updated on that. Absolutely, my man. All right, Absolutely. so so uh, last last two, you know, you got there's so many different beers. You're talking about that blueberry saison that kind of got my mouth watering. It's a little early for one of those, but if it was sitting here, I'd probably crack it. But what kind of uh, yeah. what kind of beers are you drinking, Tommy? Man, you know, for a while, just like everybody, I got on my IPA kick, and um, and we, I mean, we have one of the best IPAs that I've ever had. You know, the Long Leaf IPA. We have the Not Another IPA. Uh, these days, um, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more experimental, trying to expand my palate. Uh, obviously, being in the industry, it just makes sense to know what's out there. So, the, the last thing <laughs> that I was on is our, our cucumber saison. Uh, okay. It was really, really cool. Um, uh, that was a bad motherfucker. Um, so that's been really great and getting on these ciders, man. I, I, at, at first I wasn't a huge cider fan, uh, until Nate and Chris, you know, pulled out all the stops and started experimenting with all these great, um, you know, these great ingredients. 
kind of out of the box. And so recently I've been on my cider kick. So keeping it a little light, you know, I'm on the beach now. So there's this expectation to run down the, you know, shore with your Baywatch body. And I kind of want my Baywatch body, you know. Yeah, you might not get a six pack. I might get a three and a half, but I'll work with it. Yeah, I got the six pack. So, it just got it's just been covered up for a while, but yeah, it's still it's there. I know. Oh it's yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, no, it's a six pack. I got a keg, you know. You know <laughs> yeah, it's a, right. It's a baby. It's a it's a, it's a pony keg, but it's a keg. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Now now with the phone, you can have have your fiance, you know, shoot you in slow motion, run him down. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's already she's already at that point. She's a. Uh, She's a dance teacher. She actually owns a Pleasure Out of Dance Company. So she is, she wakes up in tone. I think she works out of her sleep. It's really, <laughs> yeah. it's, she's, she's it, moving and shaking it, in the bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's motivating and, and intimidating at the same time. But yeah, I know. Um, but definitely, she she let me know that get I need to get I need to get my six pack on. Uh, she has standards. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, and with that, with that, I envisioned you running down the beach with uh, with Dog, you know, the your, your pig. So, I, what's uh, what's the story with that? What's how's that? Uh, how's the pig yeah, doing? Yeah, man, that's that's my baby. He's uh, so I <laughs> I had one of those I had one of those nights a few years ago. Where I had like maybe one or two or three too many beers and got on a Craigslist and decided like, oh, I'm I'm gonna get a miniature pig. Why not? <laughs> and uh, actually went out to went out to the farm where this guy was advertising. I was like, "Oh, miniature teacup pigs are cool. I'm gonna get one." Well, I woke up next morning and uh, and realized, "Oh shit! I really just ordered a pig online." I, but I gotta follow through. I gotta see about this. And yeah, so you know, went to the farm and picked him up. He was only two weeks old when I got him. Didn't realize that he either had a bottle bottle feed him for a month and a half and had him run around my house and my little RV I was living in at the time we traveled around so so DOG is um is his name and we well we've had adventures together man we had we've had some really incredible adventures together and uh like I said before I did uh drunkenly buy him off Craigslist one day and um <laughs> I, I for whatever reason um I thought it was a really good idea to have a have a pet teacup uh, pig uh, to roll with me, and I, you know, I think at the time I was, you know, want some some companionship on the road, and I had made the decision I was gonna go ahead and do a road trip for a few months, and yeah, I had got an RV at the time, and decided the open road was was a life for me, but it was actually it was interesting because uh, it was a project um, called Humble Pie that I put together, so. Instead of traveling and, um, you know, just meeting up with artists and seeing their studios, what I was doing is um, while I was meeting up with them, I would have them paint on the outside of my RV with me and just kind of add their flavor to it. And the concept became a traveling mural uh, project. And, um, yeah, and it, it, was, it was cool because, you know, the first couple of months um, after I got Dioji, we we mostly hung out around Boone and you know we went to a couple festivals together. He was always, um, I mean, I was mama bear to him for sure. So I, there was no need for a leash, and I was just you know kind of walked throughout the festival or downtown Boone, and he was literally right behind me, you know. Um, so we we did that for a while, and as I was researching um, pot belly pigs, um, teacup pigs, 
um, I realized after the first, like, two or three months that he was a little bit past the, the weight and size to teak cup pictures of it. And it wasn't until about it wasn't until about the the fourth month that I realized, man, I don't I don't think that he's a teacup pig. He's he's like twice the size of a teacup pig. Uh fast forward to about a about a hundred pounds later I realized he definitely was not a teacup pig, but you know, I had uh I had fallen in love with this little this little bastard by this time. And yeah, he was just he was my road dog and um adventure buddy and yeah, we we like I said before, man. We've had some some fun nights. There's a <laughs> there's a couple of candid pictures that uh, some folks sent to me a while back. We went to uh, we went to this event in Asheville a few years back called a um, Blind Pig. It was at the Pisco Brewery actually uh, that they had this event near Asheville and Black Mountain. And so um, I, I I woke up in the morning and I'm in the field. And this pig is like Dioji's nestled up next to me, right? And there's this canvas shot of he and I drunk, passed out in the middle of the field. I'm like snuggling with this pig, and uh, apparently, you know, people thought it was the funniest sight in the world. And looking back on it in retrospect, it was man. He 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 he's like having all. He loves beer. He he loves beer. And um, and so now uh, he's actually living uh. Uh, near Boone at my friend's farm, the funny farm, and he's about, I'll say, 225 pounds now. Damn. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> Homeboy likes to eat, right? Oh man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, and just uh, he's just a sweetheart, man. Just a color. So definitely by far the best drunk purchase um, I've ever made in my life. Yeah, people buy some stupid shit on Amazon, and you buy a pig. That 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 the bar set pretty high. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it's so it's so great. Yeah, there's a the the Risa picture where you it's like you have a little you made like a you know you're laying with a replacement pig because I'm you know I'm missing them. So it was just cute. I mean, you can feel the the love, and there's that great video you shared with me where uh, on Vimeo view, and you know you, when you haven't seen him for a while, it's just. Uh, you're you're you're, yeah. you're genuine uh, good soul, Tommy. So I I I, pre- I I appreciate you. Oh man, absolutely, man. It's it's so much it's so much fun being able to share these uh, stories and and some of these adventures. I think that that's the great part about just kind of grabbing life by the horns. And I try to do that every chance I wake up because there's there's no perfect time. It's like I'm yeah. gonna. To make a decision like okay i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm really gonna live free i'm really gonna live apologetically um and there's no oh once i get this amount of money in my account or once i get this type of job or this type of relationship it's like oh man you just gotta you just gotta do you and um whatever whatever comes along um to help elevate that then you know that that part is great but this i don't know man this life is me making a decision to Live it how I want to live it, and um, you're just having fun in the process, and just learning in the process of how to refine myself and uh, rediscover myself, and, and keep adding to it. So um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be able to uh, share this, these these stories, and you know, this is part of my art. This, this everything is included. It's not just on what's on the canvas. So uh, I'm just having fun making art, brother. Yeah, like I said, we always say like the artists, you know, you help. 
I don't know. I believe art is really important and it helps bring the, you know, makes the world a better place. And you are a, a, a living, breathing embodiment of that, not just your art, but, you know, just kind of where you are. You, I mean, again, we've never met, but I can just, you know, you just, I, I'm a pretty good judge and, you know, you can feel the, the energy and, you know, you're, it's contagious, you know, you can't help talking and telling these stories <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and sharing these moments and, you know, puts a smile on my face. And so, like I said, that the video was a nice way to, kind of i had already felt that you know love and you can see it you can just yeah. kind of see it and so you know you're you're a great example for many you know not only in the art community but just kind of in the greater community as a whole so i you know hey i, I thank you <laughs> hey i appreciate that brother man i'll i'll take that you know i'll, I'll take that nugget and compliment and um definitely humbly added to my portfolio of uh of life i, I really appreciate that it means that's a lot a, that's a great way to say it my portfolio of life yeah your portfolio of life is pretty robust and beautiful so yeah <laughs> yes sir <laughs> so yeah man i'm i'm excited i'm excited tomorrow to just you know share this podcast with uh with some friends and family man this is yeah, uh it's gonna, uh, be, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be awesome yeah so our last question which i can't wait to hear is from you in my previous life and kind of how i got started back doing the podcast was i used to do radio for about you know 10 years at my university so i always ask kind uh, of what artists are listening to or what you're listening to when you're creating or on the road and it's uh, a little it's a little self-serving i get I, I like to get turned on to new music and you know turn and then we'll, we'll customize the episode you know with some yeah, yeah. some of the beds will be your your favorites and so you know what's on the what's on the brotherly love playlist all right well uh first off we uh, playlist right now consists of uh, it's, it's consists of a little, a little bit of snarky puppy I'm playing while I'm painting. Um, dig those guys a lot. Um, I'm listening to uh, a good bit of uh, Big Crit. Uh, one of my see I'm I'm, I'm a hip hop head and uh, every time every now and again I get into like my southern zone so I've been uh, rocking that lately. Um, definitely. My go-to classics, um, uh, that Black Star, that Talib Most Death. Um, well, another really awesome album I love is uh, Anything by the Roots. First of all, oh, that's, yeah, yeah my... that's a given. Anything by the Roots, and also that um, that Nas Voice from Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get I get hyped on Black Thoughts. Just he can he can growl into the mic, and I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, that uh. Distant Relatives, uh, that Damian Marley and Nas album is really, um, I've been, I've been rocking that lately too. Uh, Del Jenna, that, um, that album, um, a lot of people know that the classic man song. So yeah, just been a, a lot of, uh, hip hop and I've been breaking into some, some soul as well. And, um, <laughs> I just, I'm in the process of restoring like old school bands right now. And I've been working on the sound system and I was riding down the street the other day, bumping like as loud as it would go uh steal kiss from a rose and i just on repeat Baby! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the top of my lungs so um yeah man that's yeah yeah and didn't you uh was it talib kwali or common that you did a piece for right and got to present it to yeah. him on stage yeah yeah it was uh it was talib kwali and it was Ooh. actually for the leaf uh festival and big shout out to leaf too man um if if you haven't been to Leaf before or heard about the festival, it's um it's a it's a, one of the it's actually the best festival that I've ever been to. I've gotten a chance to be a part of it on the Create event of uh, doing the 
design work for the posters, and, and also every year I present an original uh, painting for the headliners of Leaf. So I've gotten a chance to do um, present a painting to Talib Kweli, Charles Bradley, Macy Gray, um, um, Beats Antique, Snarky Puppy. Um, uh, so I mean, just that caliber of, of artists that got the chance to uh, meet and create some uh, create some paintings inspired by their music. And these these people are artists that I looked up to, and I get it um, creative inspiration by. So yeah. yeah. All ties together. Yeah, I think it's it's important, right? Artists like yourself, who I respect, then you recommend somebody you respect that's influenced you. Then you know, I gotta dive in, and then you go. It's all about those kind of connection points that oh, know, yeah. Yeah, it all brings it all together. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of those artists. I mean, Toots in the Mice House. So it goes. Oh, uh, Toots. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, all all of those inspirations. So yeah, just really you know good soul soulful music you know anything inspiration to me it it can it can be a snare and a kick as long as it's 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 rocking it kind of gives my toes tap and i'm all about it yeah i got to go see like a local band with a with a friend on saturday night and i had never heard the band but he's just like they're funky they play it and like i was just it was just good to get dancing again you know like it was just it was nice just a nice out it was just good yeah. I, I, I don't know what the songs were i don't know when one song stopped the other one started but they got it. They got me moving. And I was I was happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Little that. little horns. Oh yeah, the funk. I'm I'm all about it. Horns and funk, baby. <laughs> all right, oh, yeah, you're... man. That's what that's what things are right now, man. And uh, there's a lot of projects coming down the pipeline. I'm uh, you know, I'm putting putting a few projects together for uh, 2019, and I'm just excited to you know, hopefully, I get a chance again to. Uh, have another pot interview with you, and uh, or just on the just on the, on the strength of a different project. But I keep you all uh, updated. After yeah, update you're part of on. yeah, you're part of the family now. So whatever you're doing, you know, let me know, and we'll promote it with our avenues. And yeah, hopefully we get to you know share a moment in in three D. And you know, I look forward to to meet you in person, man. Yeah, brother. We got yeah, some. We'll we got some. Happen. Yeah, we got some cool stuff we're doing. Uh, hopefully in next year we might do another gallery show and so i'll, I'll reach out and yeah. maybe, maybe we can maybe we can collaborate i would love it hey man how about you boy I'm all, here. Right. all right i feel you um and just side note uh i think i, I forgot to reply to you you said you might be making that burn the trump card are you making are you making prints of that that I, I i didn't reply to you yeah on, on IG. yeah yeah no i uh yeah i am making uh jacquet prints of it i actually uh, partner with one of the best clay productions uh, houses um, on the East Coast um, here in Carolina Beach, and so uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm doing two order uh, clay print of Bernard Trump car and um, pretty much all of my my other work as whatever whatever size people want it, I can print up about sixty inches across and however long, um, Ooh, right. however tall. <laughs> all right, cool. And all in between. I'll di- I'll uh, I'll dive around. It's again, folks. Uh, SirTomFoolery.com, and I'll, yeah, I'll check that out, and we'll uh, I'll, I'll get in touch. Yeah, I, I'd love to. I would love to have a original in the in the studio, so that'd be great. Yes, sir. All uh, right, definitely. I'll, I'll make sure you get a special one that's hand embellished with fire. All right, my friend. Yeah, if you need anything, like I said don't don't hesitate to reach out. Like I said, now that you're part of the squad, anything you're doing, we're we're supporting it, and we're we're all in this together. 
Yes, sir. I All appreciate right. it, brother. And, and, right. and uh, same thing goes to you. All right, my friend. Thank you. It was good. Right. good. Talk to you soon, Tommy. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, peace. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. The one and only Mr. Tommy Lee, Appalachian Mountain Brewing Company. Huge, huge respect to them, what they're doing. We can, so you can, dot org. So you can. Can, can, can. We can, so you can, dot org. And it's just a, it's a wonderful idea, wonderful nonprofit. Really just a great example of giving back and impacting the local community. And it's just really smart. And it's just, you know, it's deliberate, it's thoughtful, it's inclusive, and it's just uh, something that needs to really be recognized and, you know, celebrated. So it's just a really great episode, really proud of this one. We, you know, caught up with Tommy when I was on the road. There's a, you know, a few crackles during the interview. You know, you, if you're still listening, you've already gotten through with it. But, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was on my side. We were definitely... Uh, Excited to get Tommy on there and even notice at the end it's a different kind of uh, recording sound. So we had to finish up because we lost Tommy on the highway. But what, just what a great episode. The woman stops to, to help him on the side of the road because she's concerned that he might need a ride. I mean, we couldn't have scripted that even better. We were just talking about, you know, the impact and being a better person and impacting your community. And then just someone, you know, literally stops to, to help a stranger on the side of the road. And he said she had her, you know, young children in the car with her. It's just, um, it's just a nice little moment, you know, that we're able to, to share together and just kind of puts things in perspective of, you know, what Tommy's doing with his art and his life and just kind of his overall energy as a person. And it's something that we look forward to, you know, sharing the same wavelength in the future. Meeting D.O.G., Piggy Smalls, you know, and just, uh, we call him Piggy Smalls. I don't think that's his real nickname. He's the D.O.G., but... It's just another good story. Tommy's a good storyteller. And just so he's a, you know, we have uh, other ideas for this project that would just seem perfect to include Tommy in there. So, I don't know. We're just very happy. We're really glad to be able to share this episode with you as we enter the month of November. Today is November 2nd. It is my beautiful son Daniel's fifth birthday. So, everybody out there, just take a moment smile. Give someone you know a hug. Send them a message. It's my little man's birthday, and, you know, our squad is complete. And so, happy birthday, Dan. I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this, but if you do, Dad loves you. He's proud of you. So, with that said, you're saying, wait, there's more? And I'm saying, hell yes, there's more. So, as we mentioned earlier on, we will be working with our good friend Heidi Geist at the 48 Beer Project. You can check our website out at 48beerproject.com. It's the number 48, the word beer, the word project, and then the .com. Follow along with her on Instagram, and you can just kind of see where she's going. The, the huge wrap of it is the kind of the, the Cliff Notes version, 48 breweries, 48 states, one woman, one bus that she modified called Fearless, and it's an ongoing adventure of life, art, beer, and much more. And we'll be sharing, you know, that experience with you. We'll be including her, and we'll be talking to her, you know, at least every two weeks, maybe every week on that, that episode. So 
Without further ado, I introduce you to the first installment of Heidi on the Road, 48 Beer Project, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Enjoy this bonus footage. We have uh, Heidi Geis on the phone with us today. Really excited to uh, touch base. If you remember, Heidi was one of our OGs. She's from our, our first 12-pack, season one, episode 11. It's been a crazy a year and a half, Heidi. So, I mean, a lot of we've been both of us have been doing a lot of crazy shit since then. So, it's kind of great to to you know be able to support your 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 most recent project. I feel like we're growing together. It's, it's so special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, so for folks at home who don't know what Heidi's doing, she is she's living it. She's just doing something creative, a collaborative. You know, to the max, uh, it's called 48 Beer Project. You can go to 48beerproject.com. You can also follow along on Instagram on her website. She has a great blog. She updates from time to time you know, where she is on the road. But the vision is 48 breweries in 48 states, and she mod- you know, modified uh, you know, a short bus, and it's you know, Fearless is, is what she's named it. It's her, her badass bus, and she's living... You know, just living on the road, going to different breweries, collaborating on you know labels and artwork, and it's just really, it's really adventurous. It's it's awesome, crazy, exciting. It's very Heidi, so I'm really I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. It's really Heidi. It's pretty fun. It's really it's really uh it's everybody. Yeah, I think for, it, it's for everybody. It's been fun to follow. Yeah. So, so where in the world, like, we had, like, a Carmen Sandiego, I and mean, that would probably date, actually, I'm old, so whatever, that world, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, we have a little, little map and where you are, but where, where, where are we checking in today? I am presently at Union Craft Brewing in uh, Baltimore. Excellent, get some, get some crab cakes. Yeah, it's, it's a really sweet spot, actually. So, this is their second location, and it's in this sort of tucked away industrial um, building that they've turned into like a collective. So you've got the brewery and it's a massive space. I feel like they said 50,000 square feet. Um, I don't know if they were talking about the entire building because it's huge, but it's broken up into, there's a coffee shop, the lady roasts her own beans here. There's like spirits. They do everything, um, bourbon and, and gin. And there's an ice cream place. There's a restaurant and it's just a, it's a great spot. Good people. Um, but yeah, it's like, you feel like you're out of the city kind of, but it's still really close to everything. So, so yeah, that's really cool. I haven't, uh, I haven't had their brews yet, but what is, what has it been like, you know, what's kind of, what are the, what are the unexpected things or what's kind of the, what's been something that's, you know, that's like a really cool, like piece of it so far early on that you weren't expecting. Um, I think just the reception, I, you know, I obviously I'm the one that spawned the idea and I'm the one that brought it to life um, granted with the support of lots of friends and people in the industry um, but it's really something that I've wanted to share and that's kind of happened by default anyway like the general public whether they're in or not in the beer industry whether they drink beer or they don't drink beer are so excited about the project and I think just because it covers so many different bases, like with the build out of the bus and the whole van life, you know, thing happening and, you know, the, the just the adventure across the country and being able to meet lots of people. But then obviously the craft beer scene is so amazing. And um, 
so it's just been incredible how kind people are and how much they want to talk about the project and ask questions. And um, yeah, so I think really just the interactions and stuff have been amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, and I don't mean unexpected, but right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's been a kind of, you've seen that from the get, you know, it's an impressive, you know, so if you don't know, I mean, Heidi modified this bus, you know, I'd say, I don't, I don't want to minimize the work of others, but we'll, we'll just throw around not 90% of the bus you did yourself and learning how to do stuff. I mean, you live there, you have, you know, you're, you, you came to visit me recently, you know, you, you have a, a fridge in there, you're going to, you know, have a, a bathroom in there. I mean, you're just, your studio is in there. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you're able to do in such a small space. And it, I think that adds to the excitement of it is kind of just, you know, working within the, the confines. I think that's one of the cool things about art is, you know, really pushing yourself, you know, you can, you know, you could obviously have a huge tour bus, right? I mean, obviously neither of us could afford something like that, but just theoretically, and you know, you're, you're now like in this tight area and you're having to make all this cool shit and it's really amazing. It is amazing. And I think, you know, like the concept of minimalism is really attractive to a lot of people. And granted, when I'm looking around, it's such a mess. It doesn't feel like that. But um, you really do get a better feel for, like, how human nature and, like, how we could actually do without so much stuff and these giant homes and everything I need is here. And, it, you know, it's cramped sometimes, but it's cozy. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like home. And for the sake of creating, it's perfect, you know. I feel comfortable here. I have everything I need. Um yeah, it's pretty amazing, and it really didn't take any adjusting. Like it's it's been good from the get go, honestly. That's great. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. I mean, I think, I mean, I, it, it's fun to watch those shows, like Small House and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And then you just change the channel. And you're like, I need more room, you know. So it's like, yeah, just trying <laughs> to, yeah, you know. But it's yeah, like I right. like there's a part of me that is drawn to that. Like that's our bucket list vacation is to just get an RV and like live off, you know, live off the land. You know, just go from state park to state park for you know two weeks or something like that so i just yeah i always find it amazing so it's been kind of nice just to kind of vicariously live through you but i mean you're working with some great folks already you know it's allagash to you know to to start plan b foam and that's not to mention all even the folks that you know supported you you know bissell and liquid uh, liquid ride and nova res and you know then you worked recently with with trillium and magnify and so you're just really just kind of you're hitting it hard. I mean, there, it, I can list off all 48 of them, but I don't think people really want to hear me talk too much. <laughs> you know, no, you need yeah. to give them some work to do. Right, exactly. But like Popular Mechanic, you were here in Connecticut with Beard while I was away. You know, so it's like, it's really kind of been exciting to see just kind of, like you're saying, it all the photos of people who are just like geeking out or you read the comments and people, people are kind of just like, you know, I think it probably gives you some a little bit of, you know, give you some new energy, you know, at time to time when, you know, you're, you are out there solo. So that's really, that's, we're really happy that we're able to kind of just, you know, include you once again. You know, like I said, you're, you're part of the family now. So whatever we can do to help. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. It's been awesome. The, you know, meeting some of the other artists in the industry too, which hopefully I can do more of on the project, but I think we should, we should collaborate on something get some of these other label artists out and yeah we should i don't know involve the project somehow. yeah we should have like a i don't know like a society or some shit like we should form that like we, you, <laughs> you and i be on the board direct yeah. we'll be on the board of directors so if it if anyone out there is thinking about that idea we took it it's heidi and i's idea and you can't have it yeah can i wear a cloak 
Um, that's kind of got like a negative connotation here in Connecticut with all this shit at Yale and stuff. So I think we're going to probably just have like hoodies, like oh. nice, like, ho- yeah. Yeah. They have all those like secret societies at Yale. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. I want to, I don't, don't want to be, yeah, be yeah. I would like to be very, I would like our, our efforts to be very out in the open, very positive. What a, all right. We'll, we'll, Sorry, we'll, I, I'm totally into this. Yeah, we're into it. We'll, we'll got to come up with a new name. So, I mean, you got some time, you and the open road. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do it up. So yeah, I think okay. we're, yeah, and so I think folks, what we're gonna do is we're gonna you know we're gonna check in with Heidi you know, at least every two weeks, maybe every week, see where she is, what's going on. You know, maybe you can come out and meet her. You know, who knows? But we just one of the things you should take away from what Heidi's doing and what we're doing here is when there's people that you believe in and support, it, every little thing you do can make an impact and make a difference. And so we want we want you to see what's going on, all the hard work. You can follow along Heidi's journey. It's really kind of nice behind the scenes. And it's really, it's uh, Heidi's one of the most you know genuine people you're ever going to meet. So it's really nice just to to be able to. This is our one of our many collaborations. As you know, she was part of our Art of Craft Beer Show this summer, and like I said, she's been super supportive from day one. Well, thank you. It's a very kind word. I got some. I got them. Yeah, if we were, yeah, we, we would hug it out yeah. right now if we were in person. But we, yeah, it was all good. <laughs> yeah, virtually. Great. Yeah. So, right. So, so. What's kind of next? Like, what do you, you know? What you, what's the what's the plan for Union? I know you were most recently at uh, I don't know what they're called. WBW was it? I don't know what the name of that. Brewery. Yeah, Wilmington Brewers in Wilmington, Delaware. And you did like some cool, like um, some like some out of the box type stuff with like the, some you like painted some barrels, which was pretty pretty dope. Yeah, so we've been a little bit different direction because they're not really packaging yet, and um, which was kind of a breath of fresh air. So instead of doing beer labels, they had a couple of beer barrels that have been retired that have, you know, uh, decorated the the, uh, top room. So yeah, I spent like five days there painting those, and uh, it's, yeah, something different and unique, and and, it was fun and uh, fresh. So if you're around, you should definitely check them out, sure. But yeah, who knew? Like it's a pretty sweet play. I didn't like explore all of it, but what I saw, it was a pretty cool state, and I would love to go back. Yeah, one of the things, I always. It's not fair to them. They probably. It's like when you think you have a joke that like someone hears all the time. But I always think of of Wayne's World, right? When they're at the green screen, it's like, hey, I'm in Delaware. Let's. Hey, look at me. Yeah. And it's like, let's whisp away to Delaware. And like, they don't have anything to do. It's just funny. Sorry, Delawareans. I, I'm not shitting on you guys. I'm just, I always think of Wayne's That's World. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's so much incredible history there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I know. I just like, I, I can't help it. Like, it's just like, pff, it always just oh, comes no, up. Yeah. It's like Milwaukee with Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Alice Cooper. Yeah, right. So, how was your Halloween? It was really chill. I ate way too much candy, which I don't usually do, and my body's hating me today. But I uh, hung out in the tap room here for a little bit and had some beers and retired to the bus and watched horror films in bed. In the bus? Oh, wow. I'm not a horror film guy. I don't know. What? Yeah. Not he... even on Halloween. No, I mean, I watch, like, the Halloween-esque movies, but my here's my theory. I don't have – I really have two and a half hours for a movie. And right. the way that horror movies have gone, like they're fucking intense. Like, so if I have, if I have two and a half hours to watch a movie, and then I don't want to be scared like for a week, like another week. So I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm kind of a wuss. My friends are trying to get me into American Horror Stories. 
Oh, they're so good. And you can't, you have to like, you have to really marathon them. You can't just like watch one. Like you have to watch one, then you have to watch the next one. And then all of a sudden, like six hours of your life is gone. Yeah, you're like in, a, in the fetal position, like rocking back. And I mean, no offense, like you're in a bus in like a parking lot by yourself. Like, I don't know. That's like next level shit, right? That's just like. Oh no. Yeah, no. Listen, I was in. I was in. Um, I almost said Washington in Massachusetts, and I was in the most secluded place I've been so far in some woods somewhere. It was pitch black, and I was started some horror film, and I got halfway in, and I was too scared to even sit up to turn it off. It was just like things moving outside the window, and it it was interesting, but you know, well, keep, keep your heart going. Keep yeah, I can going. I can run in place. I can get my heart rate up. I'm run in place, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I've, been, yeah I've been doing yoga. <laughs> they get my heart rate up. You know, depending on some of this stuff, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. All right. Well, I just wanted to uh, thank you once again, and we'll. Uh, it'll be great to keep. You know, we we talk anyway, but I mean, it was good to kind of catch up and share with the masses, and um, yeah, man. really, really, really happy for you. So, like I said, anything we can do, you know, we're always here for you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll be trying to get you some beers soon. All right. Yeah. Or just yeah. Give me some stickers. Yeah. Just give me some stickers. I know. I know. I know. I have some set aside for you. Or if there's like, or if any like. Or if there's anyone like that, their normal labels like are cool, just like throw them my way. Like I'm definitely, we're always looking for people. I got you. I got you. Promote, yeah. And <laughs> next time, yeah. I keep saying we should get that logo on that, that on Fearless, so I might have to pull the trigger. Maybe I get. I'm, I'm turning forty in a couple weeks. Maybe I get some birthday money. I don't think you get birthday money anymore when you get old, but I'm, maybe I will, and we'll, we'll put it towards that. Well, let me know because I'm gonna adopt your family if you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Use a little of that. Yeah, I w- this is awesome. in most situations. I would say I'm saying that because they listen, but there's no way. I'm, I think maybe my brother-in-law listens. That's about it. So, wah wah wah. All right, Heidi. Yeah. All right. Much love, Heidi. I'll talk to you next Thanks. week or soon. All right. All right. Look forward to it. Bye. Right, bye bye. All right, folks. There we have it. Heidi Geist, 48 Beer Project. Checking in with her on the road. Our first installment, one of many. You got to support those folks who are working hard. Really proud to always collaborate with Heidi. Like I said, from day one, she's been super supportive. Been up to Maine to visit. And, you know, we hang out. I've made a friend. I know. I'm ridiculous. But just in thinking about the whole project, her project, my project, all these great people we're meeting, you can really look at whatever you're doing, however you're living your life and there's so many choices that we make whether you choose to color in a really deep rich maroon or someone else chooses red or brown or pink maybe you go with polka dots who knows but that's really exciting because all these artists are given the same you know canvas or given the same you know options they could do and they all come out with their own beautiful unique interpretation on art and on life and when you meet folks like that I think it's doing a disservice to yourself and a disservice to life and living to the fullest to not support those and try to build something because I think now more than ever you know you really have to appreciate those around you appreciate your friends and especially you know support those who are unique and creative 
because that's what you know that's what makes the the world a wonderful place and so i'll leave you with that thank you once again yep you can go seriously i got it last call